There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome into the unofficial post-game show for Game 3 of the National League Championship Series. One of the most disappointing Cardinal performances in an NLCS with the series still on the line, at the very least, that I can recall in my years of watching Cardinal baseball with a pretty decent memory of going back to 1985. Um, uh, there's one play that stands out to me, actually, from this whole thing, and I know that you can pick uh, the disaster that is the Cardinal offense, and we'll certainly spend some time on this. But I thought the play where the ball got away from Molina and he kind of moved casually to the backstop and Flaherty's body language dipped was just not what I would expect from those two guys. Dexter Fowler striking out, par for the course. The Cardinal offense doing nothing, par for the course. But that stood out to me. That really surprised me. Um, and you know what? The game wasn't out of reach at that point. If I'm not mistaken, it was a 2 nothing game. And those runners then advanced to second and third. That was just odd to me. Um, and candidly, if I'm a fan, even though I'm sure most people probably had already moved on and have already moved on in this thing, uh, that was something that just, that's not characteristic of Yachty or Molina. Uh, Ron Darling, if I'm not mistaken, called attention to that. And, uh, and to see Flaherty's shoulders slump, that was surprising. Um, but the bottom line is they're just not hitting. Uh, and it's, it's been the case for the entire series. And barring a huge surprise, this will be quite reminiscent of the 2004 World Series in which the Cardinals were swept and never held a lead. Uh, unlike the 2004 World Series, the Cardinals did score in that one. But in this one, it's just, it, it, I remember being in the, in the clubhouse following the sweep by the Red Sox in 2004, and I don't want to make it come off the wrong way, um, but it, I, I've been in clubhouses where they lost NLDSs and there were guys that were crying. Uh, in that one, it, you know, I remember Walt Jockey kind of cracking a joke. It was, it was light because it was painless. You knew it was coming. I would imagine uh, we will see this this time tomorrow night. They just don't have it. The Nationals do. And um, it's incredibly disappointing to see this go down the way it is, to say the very least. Now, I know people are going to be angry, and I'm, I'm, I'm a sitting duck for this stuff because I've seen it all night on social media. But, hey, if it helps you to uh, vent, then, then God bless America. Participate in the fun and games. We are on Facebook at the Tim McKernan Show and on the TMA fan page. And we are on Twitter, at T. McKernan, and on the Inside STL channel on YouTube. Uh, let's see what we got here. I will start on the TMA fan page. Uh, here, I'll make it simple for you. The front office takes 100% of the blame. That's from Mark. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, so I don't want to butcher it. Uh, this team is taking a cue from his manager after he completely mismanaged the first two games of the series. This team gave up tonight. That's from Tony Regent. Uh, let's see what else. Gene Bonds, not even competitive, which is the most disappointing. Um, and I'll go into the YouTube and the Periscope. 
Uh, dude, I thought the same thing, and that was going to be my question. I guess you're making reference to the Molina Flaherty play. Again, I mean, you know, to, 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 I'm not making that out to be the reason they lost. I mean, you can pick 50 reasons they lost. Um, but that, that just surprised me. You know, if it happened when it, it was 7 nothing, the game wasn't over that. But that just wasn't Yadier Molina. And that just wasn't Jack Flaherty. And that was surprising to me. And, I, and in a way, I, I, I hesitate to even lead with it. Um, because then it puts more importance on it than really my my mind has. I mean, they're just they're just dreadful offensively. Uh, what was it? Fifteen strikeouts, sixteen strikeouts when it was all said and done. Three walks, three walks in the series, not in the game. In the series, uh, I mean, they just it's part of the fun of playoff baseball is debating strategy and. The Cardinals have now lost how many games? Five games. And minus game three of the NLDS, there really hasn't been that much strategy to debate. Listen, I'm totally against what went on on Saturday um, with Adam Wainwright staying in there. Uh, it was a repeat of the flaw of Acuna and Albies and Wainwright staying in there in game three in the Braves series. But, I mean, you know, when it gets down to it here, uh, this is, you know... <laughs> This, this, the strategy only takes you so far when the offense is performing like it is. It's, it's brutal. There's just not a whole lot to debate. Um, I would have liked to have seen more changes in the lineup. Jose Martinez has, every time he has gotten up in this series, put on the best at bats. And even when he makes outs, he makes the pitchers work. He's the only guy doing it. So it shows that it can be done. I mean, that at bat he had on Saturday in game two was incredible before Michael Taylor misplayed the ball into a double. But he was grinding in that 10-pitch at bat. He had a few of those tonight. That was impressive. That, that, was, that was the closest thing we got to a charge tonight. Um, just incredible. Just candidly, just really kind of taken aback by how lifeless they are. That surprises me. Losing to the Nationals wouldn't have surprised me. The way it's set up, it was going to be a problem. Um, but this... Could have never forecast this. Could have never forecast this. Um, so, I welcome you to vent because I'm sure many of you want to. Uh, can you compare Ozuna getting caught in the rundown with Jeff Supon in 2004? Same type of feel. That's from Ryan Kemp. Uh, I disagree on that, although, in fairness, i got to take myself back 15 years. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's second and third. Yeah, I mean, if you get a run, it changes the complexion of the game. Um, and I don't remember the exact circumstances of Supons. If it was in Game 3 or 4, I would imagine it was probably Game 3, but I don't know that for sure. Uh, I know it wasn't in Boston, so it couldn't have been 1 or 2. Um, yeah, if you get a run to take the lead in this thing, it can change the complexion of the game. Um, but I, I don't I don't, I don't know. I, I just feel like they're so so out of these things that it's, you know, it's, it's, it's brutal. Uh, keep following Wong one too. Same result, different day. Agree. I would have liked to have seen uh, a, ch a change there. I knew it wasn't going to happen. Um, actually, by the way, he was talking. It sounded like Derek Gould, Chris Raby, and Jimmy the Cat Hayes uh, didn't think there were going to be huge changes either. I would imagine there'll be big changes tomorrow. I would have liked to have seen this tonight. I figured it wasn't going to happen, but you know, this is this is this is his philosophy and. Uh, it's it's quite frustrating. Um, let's see. A whole offseason of Dex had a bounce-back season. I disagree, Ben. I don't think you're going to hear that. Um, let's see what else we got. Lineup tomorrow, I would anticipate randomness. I hope there's randomness. 
I mean, it'd be fun if they won tomorrow, get a sweat. Uh, I don't think it, I don't think they're going to play Wednesday either way. One reason is they could lose. The other reason is it's going to rain like crazy in Washington. So then you could have a weird spot with having games should the Cardinals pull off a miracle and win two in a row, uh, where you'd have games back to back to back. Should this thing go seven? How many of you are giving it that chance? Uh, let's see. Um, um, Martinez can't hit in all nine spots. That's from D Hudson. Uh, Bader is not a spark. He can't hit bad pitching. Well, I'm not saying Bader's a spark. I'm just telling you I think that you're going to see changes all over the place tomorrow. I'm not saying it's because it's a spark. Um, yeah, Dexter Fowler's at-bats were just brutal, just absolutely brutal. Uh, do I expect Dexter Fowler to sit tomorrow? Yes. I don't know how that can't happen. I would have liked to have seen it tonight, um, but I didn't think it was going to happen tonight. Uh, isn't this the lineup you talked about wanting this morning? No, it is not, Ray. So uh, if you want to do that little uh, social media troll game, you're in the wrong spot. I said I wanted to see him make as many changes as possible. Um, I wanted to see Jose Martinez in there, but I wanted to see more. Um, and, you know, I, I also, also, when I'm on the radio, I'm not going to say asinine things are going to happen if I don't think asinine things are going to happen. I didn't think he was going to do it. Um, I didn't think he was going to do much of it following uh, our conversation with Jim Hayes and Chris Raby and Derek Gould's coverage of it yesterday, which was because we kept harping on, well, this is the same team that got 10 runs against the Braves. And it's like, if you look at now, how many innings of postseason baseball do we have? I think it's at 73 because you have eight games and you have one ex extra inning. So eight times nine plus one. And they've had two innings where they've had a big offensive outburst. Uh, top of the ninth in game one against the Braves and uh, top of the first in game five against the Braves. Otherwise, you now have 71 innings of baseball in which this team, including against the Braves, has not done much offensively. I think they put up a quote-unquote crooked number in the bottom of the first of game four, if I'm not mistaken, against the Braves, uh, but that was back-to-back -back home runs. There just haven't been rallies, and that's because the offense isn't good enough in order to get the rallies. See what we got here. Um, weird thought. How much is the city still in the afterglow of the Stanley Cup championship buying the team cover? Have to think the city would be losing its mind if the Blues flame out per usual. That's from Carpe Donnelly. Um, don't get trying nothing different offensively. Guys not hitting with the Nats still shifting. At what point do you consider bunting for a hit? Get a runner on, and maybe you can get something going. That's from D. Green was not 21. Um, problem for the from B.J. Reigns. Problem for the Cardinals is they need a major offensive upgrade in the offseason, but don't really have many positions they can upgrade at. Yeah, they're tied in. They're locked in. I mean, the Matt Carpenter extension is, you know, is I, I can't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out then. Can't figure it out now. Um, Fowler has two more years. What are you going to do? And and one of the two guys who had been hitting, and he had a couple hits tonight, along with a terrible misplay, which allowed that third inning to continue, is Ozuna. And I would guess it's at, I would put 30% that he comes back to the Cardinals. So then you're going to have to replace that as well. Uh, hello, I am watching you from Syria. Uh, that's from Yasin Yassar. Uh, let's see, I'll go back into the TMA fan page. Uh, in the Braves series in game one, 
Fowler at least was hitting it hard. Game two and tonight he looks as lost as Bader. He hit it hard in game four of the Braves series, but and he had a double, if I'm not mistaken, in game five when everybody was hitting in the first inning. But since then, he hasn't done anything. Uh, five of eight games, the Cardinals have scored zero or one run. I can handle losing, but frustrating to see them overmatched and little being done to shape things up. I agree. I wanted to see. He could have put out anything tonight, and I would have been in favor of it. And what does it say? And a lot of fans would say, well, we were saying this before he did it, that the best at-bats were taken by Jose Martinez. It makes you go, what if? You know, because it's not like they were blown out in games one and two. What if? Because Jose Martinez, even when he's making outs, he's having great at-bats. Who else is having great at-bats? And I'm talking about at-bats where they're up there and they're battling. I mean, this is, this looks like kind of like an A-ball team going up against a major league team offensively right now. Um, And the thing is, it's not limited to these three games. It's not like, keep in mind what the first seven innings were like against the Braves in game one. Keep in mind what it was like the entirety of Game 2, the entirety of Game 3, minus the one run. Um, and you had two home runs from uh, Goldschmidt and Ozuna in the first inning of Game 4, and Ozuna home run, and then you Molina's ball that was off Freeman's glove, and then Molina's sack fly. Then the 10-run outburst. That's it, man. That's amazing. They've played eight games, and I was just able to rattle off their runs. I mean, you don't, this is something else. Uh, let's see. Fewest runs in an LCS is currently up on TBS. Let's see. 1990 Red Sox. They scored a total of four runs. Wow, we might see history tomorrow. Uh, and they got swept by the A's, who then were swept by the Reds. Uh, 1970 Pirates scored three runs. That was a best of five series. They were swept by the Reds. The 1983 White Sox scored three runs, and they lost the series three to. Wow, they actually won a game, scoring a total of three runs. And they lost the series in a best of five to Baltimore. Uh, three to one. That was a Tony Larusa team. 2019. The Cardinals could set the record if they do not score a run tomorrow against Patrick Corbin. That is something else. That is absolutely something else. I mean, we knew the offense was anemic. Uh, I see. I never really bought into the Python offense because I never really felt like it was all or nothing. I felt like it might get a little, but more often than not, it was you have to win with two or three runs if you're lucky. Um, let's see. Ozuna is your best player at the plate in these playoffs. Um, yeah, body of work, I would absolutely agree. If you're just going to isolate it on the best at bats in the NLCS, I would say Jose Martinez. That is from Michael Bibbs. Uh, Jimmy Patrick, why is Carpenter so bad? Skills waning, eyesight on the decline. Uh, I cannot uh, explain it. Um, it's, 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 it's really brutal to watch. Tim, you were bullish on the Nats going into the postseason. Has the flow of the series confirmed your hunch, or are they surprising you? I was bullish on the Nats. I was bullish on the Nats. Thank you, Joe Edward, for uh, remembering that. Uh, in, in September, at the very least, uh, it's always nice when these things are on the radio because they're archived. Sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. Um, and if you look at the Nationals being, what were they, 12 games below 500? Uh, 50 games into the season, they have the best record in baseball since that point. Now, I know it's a convenient point, but still, it's over 112 games. And then in the postseason, they had to beat the Brewers and they had to beat the Dodgers, and now they're just beating the hell out of the Cardinals. So when people were drawing parallels between the Blues and the Cardinals, I was like, I mean, I guess I guess we're just going to do this anytime a team makes a, a surge, but 
the difference between the Blues in 2019 and the Cardinals in 2019 is when the Blues were entering the playoffs, there was a sustained period of time that they were the best team in hockey. They just didn't wind up with the best record, okay, because it started on January 3rd. With the Nationals, there's been a sustained period of time that they've been the best team in baseball, but because they started off so poorly, it flew under the radar, and yet they still won 93 games despite only having won 19 of their first 50. The thing that... Um, Surprised me after the first two games. I'm kind of like, man, their lineup just for, for having some offense where they would have big outbursts, their lineup didn't really do a whole lot for me. You see the, what Robles does tonight. That's one of the factors that was missing, although Taylor hit a home run on Saturday, which is still one of the great phenomena of the whole thing. Um, and then tonight it broke free. But again, it broke free because of Cardinal defensive miscues. How many times in this series have we seen the Cardinals hit a ball hard? Period. I mean, I don't know if you can count them with needing more than two hands. And then of those balls, how many times have we seen Rendon or Eaton or Kendrick or Zimmerman make a diving play and keep it from leading to a rally? Whereas the Cardinals have Ozuna sliding and letting a ball bounce off his glove, pass ball, wild pitch, whatever it was ruled, and Molina can't make the play, and it just... The Nationals are beating them, but the Cardinals are also beating themselves, and that's that's the thing that's disappointing. And for it to be this historic, it's it's so bad. Um, I think, assuming that it were, were to end tomorrow night, and I would say that's got to be in the in the seventy five percentile range. Um, assuming that it ends tomorrow night, and assuming that the offense is brutal again, which I would say is also in the likely category. Unfortunately, unless you just have a bunch of guys, I mean, unless you just unless you have like Mike Matheny's ninth inning against uh, the Giants and the Travis Ishikawa thing, where you just looked out at the field and you go, "Oh my God, who's playing where and why are they there?" Like Matt Adams was like a shortstop or something by the time that thing happened. Uh, it was it was all over the place. I don't know if he'll do that. I don't know. I don't know if he'll do it tomorrow. Um, I think he will. But I think, I also think such a big thing with Mike Schilt, which is why I didn't think there would be huge changes after talking to the cat and Raby and, and reading Derek Gould's reporting um, and Ben Fredrickson and Benjamin Hockman's reporting in the Post-Dispatch is, is he's got this, you know, these are the guys who got me there and I'm not going to mess with it. And God, I just keep going back to, I know I've said it a million times for all of you who've been watching the unofficial postgame show, but the 2006 NLCS when Tony LaRussa benched Scott Rowland, it was a transformative moment. And the 2011 NLCS, NLDS actually is when it started, where he started going, you know what? I know you guys got us here, even though you're Edwin Jackson, Kyle Loesch, and Jaime Garcia, but my responsibility is to act in the best interest of the team and give us the best chance to win. And I got to pull you guys after the second or third inning now. I got to do it. And that's going to give us the best chance to win. You can't tell me that this lineup tonight gave you the best chance to win. You can't. Maybe it's endearing to your guys, but it doesn't give you the best chance to win. And that's why it's kind of like you're watching it and you're kind of like, when Ozuna got a hit, it's like, whoa, he got a hit. And when he got caught off second base, which, by the way, I know everybody's pissed off about it. I don't really know what he could have done there if you watch the play, but I'm not even going to get into it because I'll start getting attacked. But it was, a, it was a comebacker right to Strasburg. Point being... The Cardinals just don't do anything offensively, and they have terrible at-bats. They're not even grinding at-bats. The only time I like to watch them right now is when Martinez is at the plate, because at least he grinds. It's rough, man. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, John Edwards, simply embarrassing. GB Gunther, Mabry is smiling. Um, Joe Jackson, what would you think most probable move or moves happen in upcoming offseason? 
Um, I would think that they are going to try to get Rendon. Um, I don't know if that means that they will get Rendon, but I would think that, that is, I think it's a weird spot that you're watching this guy vanquish you and then you're going to try and get him. But that's what I think is, is going to wind up happening. Um, I don't know what they can do elsewhere on the field um, where it would be an impact play, unless it would be Castellanos, because he has played third and he has played outfield. Um, but, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do at, at, at shortstop? You have Matt Carpenter's money. You know, I think I think they might, I was reading Derek Gould's chat today, might try him in left field. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, this is, it's tough because you can be excited about the pitching. Certainly can be excited about the pitching. I don't really know how you can't be excited about the starting pitching. But um, what do you see that makes you go, I'm going to be excited about the offense? That is something that you can't uh, that you can't get excited about. Let me go back into the YouTube and the Periscope uh, chats. Um, Tim, going off what you said about Rendon, I will say uh, he looks awfully chipper with guys like Goldschmidt and DeYoung. I noticed you said that the other night when you left the game. Yeah, I mean, it could be an absolute nothing, um, but I've just noticed that. It could be nothing. I think uh, Rendon's personality is similar to Goldschmidt's. He's a baseball guy. He isn't going to be grabbing his cock when he takes a ball in the dirt. It's not his game. Um, so this market and this team may fit him. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, then you go, well, will the Cardinals actually really make a hard run at him? That's the point where you go, I don't know. But of all the people out there, to me, that's the one, the big one anyway, that makes the most sense. Uh, let's see. Um, huh? Matt Carpenter and left. Yes. Uh, Derek Gould's chat today. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying he was saying that, that might be a possibility next year. Derek Gould's chat on stltoday.com. If I, if it wouldn't have stood out to me, trust me, I wouldn't have said it because I was reading it and I was going, Oh my God. Um, let's see. I want to make sure I read more. Uh, maybe Matheny will get Kansas city to trade for Matt Carpenter. That comes from BJ Reigns. Uh, daddy Padre says Fowler cannot bat lead off again tomorrow. I would be shocked if he does. I would be shocked if he does. I anticipated changes. The Jose Martin, what, what I anticipated leaving the game on Saturday is what happened, but I was hoping for more. Um, and so I, I said that with a 95% certainty, but I was hopeful for more. Um, on the other side of it, uh, tomorrow, I would, I would put it with, um, I'll go 95% certainty that Dexter Fowler is not in the lineup. And I feel like I might be pushing it here. I might be being a little aggressive. I might be on a flush draw, but but have all kinds of outs. Um, whereas with Martinez, I was as confident as I could be in something without being 100%. Um, I think, I mean, I just think you have to. I, don't, I mean, what, what do you have to lose? And I don't. I mean, if Dexter Fowler holds that against you, then too bad, man. Your responsibility is to give your team the best chance to win. You know? Um it's just the performance has been so disappointing. I mean, they just, they looked lifeless out there. God, they looked lifeless out there. That just, you know, when I'm thinking of Cardinal postseason, you know, when, when the games end, there hasn't been one like this um, since, for my, unless I'm missing an obvious one, and please refresh my memory. Um, 
you know, I guess you could say game seven against the Braves in 96. The one that stands out to me more is um, game seven, 85 against the Royals. Because um, I think the Braves were in a different stratosphere than the Cardinals, and they kind of righted the ship after Eckersley taunted them following game four. I don't think the Royals were in a different category than the Cardinals, but they were coming off that disaster in game six. So um, this was just, I mean, listen, man, you know, it wasn't, that's the thing. The Braves went up 6 nothing on a Tom Glavin triple in 96 in Game 7. You're down 2-0 in the series, you know, and it was 2 nothing when that ball went past Molina, and the guys are just like, it was 4 nothing. I mean, 4 nothing in Strasburg had a pretty high pitch count for, for where most pitchers have been against the Cardinals in the postseason. I was kind of surprised to see it. Um, and then he got into, you know, he kind of then was able to cruise. By the way, I, I don't know what the hell he was doing out there in the seventh inning. I mean, I realize the chance the Cardinals coming back are quite slim, but what was that about? I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't believe, of course, the Cardinals didn't do anything with it, but I was like, what is he still doing out there? Uh, let's see. Schilt is Matheny 2.0 this series. That comes from Chusted on YouTube. We've seen this story before. The only thing missing is Waka coming in tomorrow in the eighth inning. Um, yeah, the, uh, I, 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 his reasoning for leaving Wainwright in on uh, on Saturday that he does, that he'd earned that opportunity was that was that was that was that was an unfortunate answer because um, that that does remind me of a Matheny answer and my God you know I get it if a guy is at four and two thirds I guess even though I don't really get it but I'll play along that in April you know and you want to get him the win I guess that was a Matheny move. But in the eighth inning of a one-run game in Game 2 of the NLCS, what in the world, man? Wow, that was bad. But still, my personal favorite is leaving Wainwright in to face Acuna and Albies. I mean, that was, that was, that was, that was the take your pin with the McCann intentional walk, whatever you want to pick, you know, the, the leaving Wainwright in Acuna and Albies was uh, something else. Uh, Victor Conlon says, need a lineup change. Victor, I think you're going to get it tomorrow. Schilt seems to worry too much about egos when changing the lineup. I don't know what to make of this outside of um, I think you will see a drastically different lineup tomorrow. I think. Mainly because there's a left-handed pitcher out there. Um, let's see. Does Edmund have a solidified spot on the roster next season? I would say it's likely I just because they're going to have holes and he's going to need to fill one of them. Um Maddox with two hole in ones in one round, 67 million to one. I don't buy it. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you on that. I don't know why they would uh, make that up. I'm glad they're keeping the emotional investment low. My pessimism is high. That's from Garrett Wisher. Yeah, as I said, you know, um, for me personally as a fan and also covering the team in 2001, I was like devastated when they lost game five to the Diamondbacks, and I was covering it. I was out in Phoenix. Um, 2002, I wasn't covering it, but watching it on TV when they lost to the Giants in game five. Um, what else? Uh, 2005 was pretty rough, but um, that game wasn't really close when it was all said and done, and they were down 3-1 in the series. So you'd kind of been mentally preparing for it until Pujols home run off a ledge. Uh, 2009 was uh, a big surprise, and it was painful because they should have even the series at one when Holiday dropped that ball. Um, and then 2012 was brutal, being up 3-1. 2013, the fact that uh, Johnny Gomes and David Ross beat you was pretty brutal. 
2014 was just hideously mismanaged. In 2015, <clears throat> I didn't think they were the better team, um, but still you had you still had a one nothing lead in the series and a chance to go up 2-0 before Jaime Garcia threw a ball away. So um, this one is just this is like this is this is worse than the 2004 one with the Red Sox. This is just an absolute just a steamroller. I mean, I. Part of me is like I'm anxious to see what how they come out tomorrow, but honestly, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm being dis, I'm just being dishonest if I say that. I'll have the game on, but I anticipate it kind of being a foregone conclusion. Um, yeah, I don't know. So then, from a betting standpoint, it's like I would imagine the Nationals will be. God, oh, you know, I get up so damn early, uh, and I'm bored by these these fucking games. Um, I would imagine the Nationals will be like minus one. 50 to 165 straight up on the money line. So then emotional risk management is is tough, but there's really no emotion to risk at this point. I would love to have some emotion to risk. That means they got back in the series. But they were showing the statistic on uh, on TBS about teams that lose the first three. And I think uh, since, since what, since the, the advent of the LCS is in a best of seven, I think, and how so many of them end in sweeps, then a bunch go to, get down in five, uh, and then they rarely get to six or seven. So, you know, you have the 2004 Red Sox, but this offense doesn't mimic the 2004 Red Sox unless all hell breaks loose, and they're just like, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I wonder what the numbers are. I doubt it's out yet on uh, the Cardinals to win the series if you just want to throw it on there. Can't wait for your STL Chargers postgame streams in the 2022 playoffs. It's from Thomas Higgins. Um, has there been a wellness check on the khaki smoke show? He's not going to be any good to you tomorrow. Uh, yeah, poor Doug, man. He has, he's on TV and he was on TV till like midnight last night. At least I just go upstairs and go to bed. Uh, Cardinals lack of offense on a national scale. Does this finally force upper management during the offseason to finally open their wallets? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, this, this, this narrative, Brian, I mean, Two off-seasons ago, they traded for Marcelo Zuna, and last off-season, they traded for Paul Goldschmidt, and then they signed him to an extension. So, you know, man, <laughs> this thing is, I can't, like, humor you and go, yeah, good one, you know, send more send more voicemails into 101. I, you know, I can't, I can't humor that. It's because it's factually inaccurate. So that's not my, that's not my thing. They traded for Marcelo Zuna, they traded for Paul Goldschmidt, and they spent a bunch of money to sign him to, an, uh, to a long-term contract. So respectfully, you know, if that's your opinion, that's cool. I just have to say that factually I think it's inaccurate. Uh, let's see. Um, I feel... Uh, yeah, let's see what I'm saying. Molina looks disinterested. Uh, how he handled that pass ball was certainly weird. Um, let's see. Anything else, boys? We've gone about a half hour on this. There just isn't much to say. This sucks. I, I really enjoy kind of talking about um, strategy, but it's minus 176, I'm being told, by G.K. Sylvie uh, from uh, Twitter, Periscope Chat. Ah, minus 176 is steep. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know on that. I don't know if I can drop. I don't know if I can drop two to one. Um... Thanks for doing these things, Tim. I wish you had some good things to talk about, but I appreciate you, brother. That's from Adam Lucky Johnson, friends down in Tennessee. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man, I love to, I love debating strategy, and I love going back and forth with people, assuming we're operating off the same game and, and facts. Uh, if we if we see it differently, we see it differently. 
Um, but what in the hell can there, what can you even debate? I mean, there was really only one piece of strategic disagreement in this series so far, and it was Wainwright being left in there to face Eaton on Saturday. Other than that, they're just, they're just getting worked over, you know? Uh, so there's just not much to say. I mean, it'd be great if somehow we get to that point and we get a sweat, but God, I mean... Minus 176. See, the thing is, like, I can bet whatever and be very confident the Nationals are going to win. But if the Cardinals win, I'll be like, oh, crap. You know, they still got to win three more to make it matter. And, uh, you know, and I've just lost whatever at minus 176, basically $2 for every $1 I'm winning. So I don't know if I can do that. So ideally, maybe the Cardinals can get up to nothing. Then I can live bet and make an emotional risk management play. Um, thanks for doing this, Tim. Always love your insight. That's from Ken Collick. My pleasure. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I'm sorry that these really aren't... <laughs> I, I love talking baseball strategy. I really do. I don't know what the hell to say about this. It's just, it's just so fucking horrible. Uh, in the sense, not like I'm emotional about it. I'm just like, you know, the only reason I'm doing it is because I said I was going to do it. Because at 9 o'clock, you know, you know, I get up at 5.30. At 9 o'clock, I'm going... God, I just want to go up to bed, but, you know, I told people I was going to do them, and so I got to do them, uh, even though I recognize most people at this point uh, are more interested in talking like I've seen in the chat about the Chargers. Um, so, yeah, you know, rough day. St. Louis sports blues up 2 nothing with like five minutes. I was watching that. Didn't even, think of, didn't even think that was going to be a sweat. Then it became a sweat, and then they lose in overtime, and then you have the Cardinals with a no-show tonight. Um, I was hoping for more changes in the lineup. I like that he moved him up, uh, moved Martinez up to five. Initially, he was hitting sixth. But I would have liked to have seen more. I would like to see Edmund at the top. I mean, I'll just rattle off a lineup that I'd like to see. I don't know if we'll get it. Um, God, I don't know. I, I definitely want to see Edmund at the top of the lineup. i got to try to actually do this and balance it out with switch right, left. So I guess he would go Edmund, Wong, Goldschmidt, Ozuna, Martinez. Okay, now what do we have left? We have DeYoung, Molina, and I'd love it to be a Rosarina. I'd go DeYoung after Martinez. Uh, I know that might freak some people out. I just want him to have somebody hitting behind him. And then Molina, and then a Rosarina. And maybe go with the pitcher, and then a Rosarina, and then do the old Larusa two leadoff men thing. I'd like to see that. You know, I really would. I mean, just, you know, at this point, just like, okay, you know, he's got 95% of the chips. I've got 5% of the chips. Whatever. I've got 10-8 suited all in to see what we can do. You know, there's my first and only poker analogy, the broadcast. Um, let's see. All right, we'll uh, shut this thing down. I uh, have enjoyed talking with you guys. Sorry the games have just really been so – I mean – you know, at least in those series where they lost the first two to the Giants in 2002 and the Mets in 2000, they won game three. Um, in this case, I mean, this thing's just going to I mean it. I mean, a week ago today, we were all on a high after game four. And a week later, it's like, man, this thing is over. Not only is it over, I think you feel worse about it right now than you would if the Cardinals would have lost uh, in game five against the Braves. There's a take. This is I'm discovering my take about ready to go to bed at 1040 at night. I think that's the case, actually. I'm going to stand by that. Martin Kilcoin, discovering opinion on the air guy. That's me right now. Uh, I really do. I think if the Cardinals lose like 5-4 against the Braves in Game 5, you would feel better going into the offseason than, than this disaster. 
Um, but, you know, here we are. And it's just, you know, whenever it comes to an end, assuming that it comes to an end, um, it'll be, relatively speaking, painless. But um, fans will be keeping a very close eye on the activity this offseason with regard to where they can improve the offense. I mean, you, when you have Flaherty and Hudson and Michaelis, and I don't know how they're going to handle Carlos Martinez. Um, I have no idea what they're going to do there, uh, whether he be in the rotation, whether he be in the bullpen, or whether he be on another team. Um, and if I mentioned Adam Wainwright, and I imagine he's back on an incentive-laden contract, um, you have some damn good starting pitching. So you got to get that starting pitching some offense. And as, as B.J. Raines mentioned earlier, um, the problem is they're, they're kind of committed uh, to, to two guys who at this point are just, you know, major declining assets. Um, Carpenter in particular, Fowler to a lesser extent, but, you know, his performance here in this series makes it, you know, puts it under the magnifying glass. So, um, and I, the DeYoung thing is a concern. I'd like to think that will bounce back. I don't really think you have a choice. So, uh, and you kind of hitched your wagon to Harrison. You didn't kind of. You hitched your wagon to Harrison Bader and traded Tommy Pham away, and you saw that take steps back. So, you know, and while Yadier Molina won game four of the NLDS, Yadier Molina's body of work offensively in the postseason has been very poor. That's why I was happy to see Schilt move Martinez up and Molina down because Yadier Molina is not a threat to do much offensively. Uh, especially from a power standpoint. Uh, Cardinals, I mean, you had, I think, in the second inning of game three, or game one, excuse me, you had Ozuna's ball to the warning track, and then that was it. That's it. That's all you've gotten. So, I mean, they just, it just isn't there. Maybe they'll shock the world, huh? Um, anyway, thank you all for hanging out. Uh, looking forward to talking it over tomorrow, and maybe we'll be talking about a win and then conning ourselves into thinking that we'll see this thing back in St. Louis on Friday. And then all of a sudden we can get a sweat. Or maybe it will come to an end in a rather blasé fashion. We shall see. Thank you all for joining me here on the unofficial postgame show. My name's Tim McKernan. Thank you for watching.